everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 45, A Whole New World, or should we say universe? Oh, that's pretty clever, actually. I came up with this title all wow, by myself. That, that, was, that was pretty good. You even did that. I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just dropped it in. I didn't. And you I even didn't knew what coming. we were talking about. I did. And I even knew that we planned on calling it this, but I didn't see what you did there the last second. You're like, boom, gotcha. <laughs> that was fun. So there's a there's a meme out there with a picture of Yoda, like original Yoda, 70s Yoda, <clears throat> like looking kind of like, what is his face? And then it, the caption is, the face I make when my kids try to convince me to go to Universal instead of Disney World. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what clever. are you talking about? That's crazy. But... We are going to just kind of unpack Universal Studios a little bit for you guys today, and we have been. We, We've there, been multiple times. Yeah, there are things that we want to share about our experiences. I do think in general that having multiple theme parks in Orlando makes it makes Disney up their game, right? Like competition yeah. just makes everybody do better. So yeah. there's a lot of advantages to having other parks there, but there's some unique, there's a lot of uniqueness about Universal. So let's... Well, and you know, I'll just start by saying what Universal reminds me a lot of, it reminds me of Disneyland, right? And the the arrangement and the situation there, you know, Disneyland in Anaheim is, it's, it's located basically in the center of -hmm. town kind of a thing, right? I mean, I don't know if it's geographically in the center. That's not what I'm saying. It's in the middle and it's surrounded by the city. And so there's a, there's a finite amount of space available to them to do certain things. And where... Where Universal uh, Orlando is located is very similar. There's already stuff all around. In fact, there's a freeway not very far from it. And so they have to do things a little differently. And so it reminds me a lot of Disneyland because for the most part, the very first thing you're going to experience, unless you're staying at one of their resorts, um, and there's only a, there's not a whole lot of that selection yeah, to there, be had. Yeah, I think there is. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about different ranges of prices of hotels there and opportunities. So there are, I think, but there's if not, I were to, there's not like yeah. 20 to choose from, like you have at Disney world. Right. right? And I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's 20, but if there's like maybe 19, I don't know. There's a lot at Disney world. You yeah. Mean? I mean, there's a lot of resorts to choose from on Disney property and universal. It's different because just property wise in and of itself, there's not as much. So the first thing you're going to really experience is a parking garage. And that's what I remember about Disneyland growing up. I just remember like we we went we were in a parking garage, right? And um, from that parking garage at Universal, they do a really good job of basically funneling everyone through before you get to get into the main event and you go through security. And it's just all right there, very centrally located. There's not a lot of because of how close by everything is, again, it's just like Disneyland. When you walk in now you have all of the parks available to you because you've already passed the security screening, which is all the way back by parking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see the comparison to Disneyland. So like there's um, downtown Disney. We're talking about in yep. California. We're not talking yep. about Florida. Yep. Um, and then there's the two parks that are all within walking distance as opposed to Disney World where there is none, and there's, of, and none there's, of the parks are walking and distance. And there's, there's, there's like three, I think, Disney-ish resorts that are right there at... Disneyland, right? Part of downtown Disney. You got Grand California. You got Disneyland Hotel. You got the Pixar Place. Well, Pixar Place is not close. That was one of those things. I read about that hotel. It is not close. And it's it's close-ish. You can see it from inside the parks. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a few blocks away. but well, It might be, but you can see it. 
Like, so, you know. Yeah. So I, I would just say, um, you know, that is the compactness and the convenience of Universal is well done. Yeah. So just a word to the wise, when you go, be prepared at security because it's it's an interesting arrangement. It feels uh, like the airport a little bit. Yeah. It, to me, it's like absolute chaos. I'll just put it that way. And especially if it's a really busy day. And I've been there when it was exceptionally busy. Um, when we went in, in last February for the orchestra trip, we went to Universal. And I mean, it was beyond busy. And it was worse than the worst experience you would see at the airport because there isn't a lot of understanding or clue to where you're going. There's 35 lanes to go through. <laughs> But you don't know how to get to any single one of them. And everyone just kind of mushes into this big bowl in the very center. And you got to figure out how I'm going to get through my line. I'm guessing that the when they originally built Universal, that they just didn't have the need or had, you know, wanted this amazing security. So I think they probably are retrofitting, you know, mm, that's a smaller thought. space. Kind of, it feels like a bottleneck from what I remember. It is. It's a huge, huge bottleneck. I mean, and, you know, just the arrangement itself, it's basically a circle, mm-hmm. but the actual security, the metal detectors and stuff like that, and you go, you're going to go through metal detectors, you're going to get the bag check stuff. It, it's not the yeah. fancy um, scans that they have at Disney World, yeah. right? It's going to be a little more traditional, old school and stuff like that. So, you know, they have conveyor belts that they're going to scan your stuff through. Like, it's a lot like the airport. Yeah. I think that's a really good analogy. But it is a it is a bit of a bottleneck. And I will say this. If you've got smaller people traveling with you, like, you need to make sure you hold on to them. Because people could get easily Confused. <laughs> misplaced yeah. really quickly because of how much chaos there is. Now, on the other hand, I've also been there when there wasn't a ton of people. And it was really actually pretty easy and seamless, right? So basically at park opening times is when you're going to find oh, yeah. the biggest crowds, obviously, probably the rest of the time. Probably 11. Yeah, probably. probably. You know, and on extra busy days, it might last longer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, not attractive to you, I would, you know, I would stay on one of the, I would stay at one of the Universal hotels. I'm sure they have security still from their hotel to the parks, but um, it's probably not as chaotic as what we went through. Yeah. And I don't, I, that'd be really interesting to find out. I don't know. I'm sure there's something like that. Cause I know that I know resort guests obviously get perks like extra hours, mm-hmm. early admission, yeah. stuff like that. That would be kind of interesting. But when you go through, you're going to go parking garage, you're going to go through security, and then you're going to pretty much walk forever <laughs> until you can like finally get to ways, the parks. I felt like we walked ways to even get to security, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Walking through the parking garage to get to security is a long ways, walk. Yeah. Uh, and particularly if you're on one of the upper levels and so on, but then you're going to, you're going to walk forever and you're going to go through universal city walk. That's what they call it. And there's all sorts of shops, but it's primarily a lot of places to eat. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. It's different. It, it reminds me a little bit of Disney Springs where there are some regular stores that you'd find anywhere, but I feel like city walk is all that. Like it's like, you know, taco was there a taco bell or wendy's or just like regular cinnabon just any sort it's not like you know themed there's there's, yeah there's not it's not there's i mean you have regular restaurants you have some fancier a couple fancier places not a ton but a couple um you have you know resortist destination things you would expect i mean the hard rack cafe is right there right yeah um 
But you also have a lot of the fast food stuff, Panda Express. Uh, you oh, know, where did y'all go to that? There's that, a Cinnabon. Y'all waited forever in line at that. So Mexican let me tell. Place. I just I'm going to get this off my chest real fast, right? <laughs> so on the second floor, there is kind of a foodish court place where there's like these four restaurants inside. One of them is Moe's. Right, Moe's, that's and right. Moe's is a southwestern Southwest kind grill. of grill place or whatever. Keyword um, grill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that part of my story. And you know, my one of my sons, my oldest son, he doesn't like a lot of the other kinds of fast food and stuff, but he he loves chips and queso. He loves quesadillas, and so he's like, yeah, let's go to Moe's. So this we went is to at the end of the day. This is at the end of the day. We went to this experience in February in the middle of the day with the orchestra trip when people left the park and they're like, hey, let's go find something else to eat not in the park. We'll talk about park food in a little bit, right? And it was an awful experience. I mean, the line was insane. It was ridiculously slow. Now. This is at Moe's. This okay. is actually that whole food court. Yeah, yeah. And it's if it's I literally like a food court. Imagine what it was in the mall, right? You know, especially the malls where before we had all these outdoor attractions and stuff, everything was indoors. And you go in the food court and you just had these long lines and you could pick from one place to the next. And that's what it was. And we waited in this long line at the end of the day. All he wanted was a quesadilla. That's really all I wanted from the same place. And the guy's like, oh, no, our, our quesadilla grill doesn't work. Sorry. I'm not joking. Most we, grills, grills. We waited in line for 30 minutes yeah. to get up there for them to say, oh, one of the four things on our menu we're not serving. Yeah. Um, this is... Why am I bringing this up now? This is a little bit typical of my People universal are like, experience. People are like, I just want to hear about Harry Potter world. <laughs> we'll get there. But I just want you to be prepared. This is a little bit typical of our universal experience. The, some of those things that I feel like Disney does a really good job of going out of the way to make the guest experience elevated is not a priority at some of these other places. Yeah, they don't get it. It's, it's just, just not a priority. I'm yeah. not saying they don't care about you. I'm just yeah. saying it's not a priority for them to tell you before you wait in line for 30 minutes that there's no food here or we're only taking cash. <laughs> that's another story, okay, for later <laughs> oh on. Oh my goodness, that's right. We had that experience that same we, day. We, we wait, and this is in the park. We waited in line for almost 30 minutes at Auntie Annie's Pretzels, right? And look... I've talked about this before. I don't like to carry stuff when I'm in the parks. And that includes wallets and stuff like that. We've gone to this cashless environment. I've got all of the cards I need on my Apple Watch. I can Apple Pay everywhere except at Auntie Annie's. I get up there. We order. And again, this is a, like almost a 30-minute wait. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, it's cash only. And I'm like, what do you mean it's cash only? Like, I didn't know anybody even took cash anymore. <laughs> like they People don't want cash. <laughs> and, and 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 this poor kid, right? I mean, he looks at me. He's dead serious, right? But he also kind of looked dead inside, just having been working there. And he's like, well, there's a machine over there where you can get it. And I'm like, dude, I don't carry a card. Like, that's why I say Apple Pay. Anyways, there's no sign. There was nothing out there that would indicate that you would have to pay cash Absolutely. only. Yeah. And it was just kind of shocking me. And again. Was it like it was broken or like. No. Well, I don't know. That could have been. But But the point is this. There's ample opportunity to let people know, yeah, to, right? When you go to yeah. the grocery store in the self-checkout, there's a sign that says, this register only takes cards, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you'd have the same thing. And I'm, I'm not joking. My nine-year-old son, who was the one that wanted this the most anyways, yeah. he looked at me as we we're walking away with no pretzels. And he says, this wouldn't happen at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you're right, son. There would have been somebody here you, at the front you telling you before you get in line, yeah. hey, by the way, we're only taking cash right now, okay? I think Someone we've indoctrinated him a little bit, but yeah. 
He came up with that on his own. Yeah. I didn't have to prompt it. That's, that's all right. I'm saying. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It, I would never go to Orlando and not go to Magic Kingdom or experience Disney. That's just kind of one of my rules of life. But like that was the thing for us. Like we had been at Disney and we were going to go back to Disney. And so it was kind of that stark contrast of like, yeah. this isn't <laughs> this isn't what you know we're used to. But But there is enough of a reason to go to universal. Like you yeah. just have to, you have to go in with low expectations as far as food and, um, customer Price. service. There is plenty of good customer service, but there's just not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, yeah. and I don't, uh, this is not a, uh, indictment on their employees or cast members or anything like that. You know, I didn't have any negative real experiences with that. I'm just saying that from a customer experience standpoint, I feel like Disney really does try and make sure that the guest experience is high, yeah. right? All the way down to, if you've noticed, right, they have those blue umbrellas all throughout the parks where if you're having a problem, there's someone there that's yes. going to try and fix, fix it for you, issues. okay? Yeah. Even if you are the most unreasonable person in the world, and I've seen those people. And I don't see, I don't see a lot of that at Universal. Now, I do want to say this. That's probably the last negative thing I have to say Right. Oh, I'm sure. And I don't want everyone to think like they're going to just bag on Universal. No, I'm not because I absolutely love the Universal theme parks. They're awesome. They're awesome. But you just have to have a little different expectation going in on what your experience will kind of look like. Yeah. Well, um, I'll say for us, we definitely um, rope dropped and we stayed till the close because we we decided for this trip we were just going to do one day pass. I think we kind of yeah. made the conclusion that it's really a two day park. If if we can make the time and have the if budget, if you really want to do it right, yeah, you probably need more than one day. I think. But we even we even did the the line skipping thing. What's it called there? Yeah, the express pass. So so again, you know, framing expectations, you should go in knowing that probably Universal is going to be an expensive experience. Okay. Um, park tickets at, at the time we went, obviously Thanksgiving week, that's, that's a high priority time. So, so you have that flexible pricing and so it was more expensive, right? But just to kind of frame it, you know, for our family of six to buy park tickets and then to buy, buy the express pass, right? Yeah. For all of us, which was an unlimited pass, which allowed us for most attractions, I think it's everything but like two, right? Maybe, maybe three, but for most attractions, it allows you to kind of move towards the front of the line. There's a separate line. It, there is a separate line for it. Like so, think think most of the think fast pass genie, yeah. right? Okay, lightning lane sort of stuff. Um, Universal has one, and you can buy one of two different passes. You can buy just an express pass, which allows you a. I think it's like a one-time thing for all the rides, or you can buy an unlimited pass, which allows you to do it as many times as you want for for those rides that are available. I have I have something fun, but it was pricey. So you should know Genie, that it basically Genie, doubled the price. Yeah. So at Disney, you called that Genie dollar sign, yeah. right? Yeah. So Express Pass. I would say all of those S's in Express and Pass are dollar <laughs> signs. It's true. <laughs> it was so expensive. Listen, guys, just just to get in the park and do these rides with our family of, of six was twenty four hundred dollars. It was a very expensive day. Okay. So so that's your day right there. No food, no souvenirs, right? Just getting in and riding rides for six of us Thanksgiving week was $2,400. There's other times of the year where it is considerably less because of that flexible pricing, right? Because we were at basically the highest ticket time. But my gosh, yeah. like that was that was a thing. And so you got to commit. And so when we bring it up, it's like, well, is it a two-day park? 
Yeah, maybe it should have been. Because first of all, when you buy multi-day tickets, the price goes down a lot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, second of all, you you could have taken better advantage of it because although we brought that unlimited pass, to be quite honest, I don't remember anything that we really used that pass for more than once. I think, yeah, because we did, y'all did Velocicoaster. We did Velocicoaster, that's and that's one of the ones that's not, not part, part of it. it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I'm just going back to the fact that we rope dropped. We got there. Um, we Ubered over there from our Disney hotel. Yes, yes. And that went, that was a crazy Uber ride. But we got there really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I gave that guy a great tip. He was awesome. Yeah. So, um, I think our. And the Uber drop-off spot, by the way, just so you know, it's still the parking garage, but it's the roof. It's the roof of the parking garage. That's where. Uh, Uber and Lyft drop you off and pick you up. It's it's kind of crazy. It reminds me a lot again of Disneyland. Disney oh, because Disneyland. Disneyland has basically this one area where all the ride char- ride shares come in and out of. It's just right outside of basically the the property gates. Mm. Okay, so kind of our um, method was to go back and try to do Hagrid's because that was one of the two coasters that doesn't have the express pass <clears throat> we got back there and it was broken remember it was broken down yep and who knows if it was really broken down well, that it was, it was less, delayed yeah. that was that was their response was it was delayed yeah. but park had just opened and the plan was to rope drop and get back there and as we're walking back there i'm looking at the app and it's like delayed and i'm like i don't even know what that means yeah so we elected to do um what was the one over in the castle so we rode, yeah, we rode the um, the castle. <laughs> What's, What's it called? It called? It's called uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. I have my app and I don't know why I'm not looking it up. But Yeah, uh, I don't see. That's the thing. I'm not that committed because I never got the app. I was like, no, uh, it, it felt too disloyal. But no, it probably <laughs> would have been helpful. <laughs> so we did that and we did, um, uh, we're big we're i mean now that all of our kids are tall enough and we all like roller coasters we went and did um what's the green one? Oh my gosh the hulk the hulk i was thinking x-men but i was like that's these people not are it. like these these guys don't know anything about universal <laughs> it's okay i don't care you can <laughs> give me that tag i don't care but yeah so you know it's going to be a good coaster when you have to put your stuff in a locker so x-men was or I, I don't know why i keep saying that hulk was awesome love that ride that was the, then we went and did the pretzel, not pretzel experience. But y'all ended up getting a like a universal pretzel from one of the random stands that took cards and Apple Pay, and, and y'all ended up having a good experience. Then we waited outside of Velocicoaster that was down, hoping it would open, and it did. So we got a lot done within those first probably two and a half, three hours. Um, big rides done. And then this is the part that I... I don't know. Like if I would have changed anything about the day, this is probably what I would have changed was Hagrid's. <clears throat> we waited so long for Hagrid's and it it really does suck the life out of you when you turn a corner in the queue and you realize that you're not even close. And then you turn another corner and you think, this is the room where we load. No, it's not. There's still like five rooms. And <laughs> I, I just, it was just, and I think we were hungry again at that point. Um, there, there is like 
you know, some cool elements about that ride that are unique, and I won't spoil it because no one spoiled it for me. I, I'd waited for years and heard about it. And it was um, a surprise, right? It was a surprise. I just... Mission accomplished. I personally would not wait probably more than an hour, maybe an hour and a half max, but I think we were in, in it for at least two hours, and it, it was definitely yeah, we, that long. We were in right at two hours. The posted time, though, was two and a half. So we, we did we did beat the posted time. Barely. Uh, barely. And by the time we got out, the posted time was three hours, right? It was so. it was a full 180 minute wait. Um, and the one thing I don't like about that is you see the ride while you're waiting. Like, I mean, yeah. not, you don't see all of it, but you see some of it. And I guess that like if you do, if you think of like um, Slinky Dog Dash, like that's one that you can see, you know, it, it does kind of spoil it a little bit. But um, I don't know. That was just my one thing. And then. After that, we decided to go. So we were at Islands of Adventure. We decided to go over to um, the other park, just the Universal Studios, with the train. Thankfully, we had our express pass, and that got us over there. But it was just, it's, it was a, a big ordeal, and it's just, you got to, I've just learned. I mean, I can't take people's problems on me, but, like, everyone does better when there's food, like when you've eaten food regularly. <laughs> And we were all hungry and we were all waiting to eat lunch. And so it was just, the train was a cool experience, but it was just, there was some moaning and groaning at that time. Cause we had waited two hours for that ride. Then we went and basically we had almost an hour between like when we finished that ride till when we actually got to lunch. And then we got to lunch, we had to wait again, even though we had stuff. So yeah, we'll talk about that, that was kind of, for me, that was kind of the wah wah part of the day. It picked up after that though. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. There There is two parks, right? There's Universal Studios Orlando. There's Universal Islands of Adventure. There's actually a third bird park, which is the water park. Um, but I'm not talking about that because okay, I've never okay. been. And, you know, that's not part of this, right? But um, getting back and forth between those two parks, uh, there's there's two ways you do it. You can either ride the Hogwarts Express, right, which is the train, just like you see in the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. By it's the way, attraction. it is so cool. It is an attraction, yeah. so so you're going to wait for it. But it's so cool, and what the things they do. And by the way, if you're riding it, and you ever wonder, yes, they are watching you in those cabins. Yeah, they're like, if you, it says, don't put your feet up <laughs> don't on the bench. Don't put your feet up, and if they, and next thing you know, someone could over the speakers, please put your feet off the bench. Like they are, they are watching. So. Yeah. Don't do anything you shouldn't do. But um, that's one way. Or you can walk, right? You mm-hmm. can walk out of the park, around the front, around the globe, around the Hard Rock Cafe, and over into the other gate. And and that's, you know, you're basically back out in the Universal uh, City Walk. And that's how you get back and forth. But we were right by the train at the I will point. tell you, the faster way actually is is walking that extra mile and a half yeah. and, and if you want to go back and forth. So if you're looking at the time and you're like, hey, I got to go from one park to the next, how do I do it? If if time is an issue, you need to walk it, even though you're going to walk maybe a couple of miles because you will wait. Even with an express pass, you're going to wait for the Hogwarts Express and and you really don't know what that wait's going to look like. I'm just going to tell you, that's one of the things is posted times are great, for people who don't have the express pass because they're actually fairly accurate, if you do have it, you have no idea how long you wait. Yeah. But you will wait because yeah. there wasn't a single one where with the express pass, actually, we walked directly onto a ride. Like we, there was still there a was queue. There was always a wait. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I forgot. We did do another ride at Islands of Adventure. It was the King Kong or was it Godzilla? Yeah. Kong Skull Island. Yeah. 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 
that was kind of one and done for me. I don't need to do that one again. But like yeah. it was it was still cool. But yeah, I think, again, sometimes when you factor in like we waited, even though we had this express pass, we still waited a while like eh, probably wouldn't do that one again if I had to wait. One of the things that's interesting about express passes and this is this is an area for improvement. You know, hopefully they'll kind of figure it out. But I um, I've now been to multiple times. I've been both with and without an express pass. Right. It is a little confusing sometimes where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it. and of all of them, I'll tell you the one that I feel is the worst. Um, I said it wouldn't be negative, but I'm just I just want you to know the one that's the worst and hardest to navigate actually is the Hulk, because there's like, here's the sign. It says express, but nobody's ever going through it. But it here's the regular entrance, but nobody's directing you. It's just it's just kind of crazy. And. You it have a lot of like chaos outside because yeah. because you're required. Some of these Jeez universal locker. attractions, by the way, are intense. Like I mean, intense yeah. roller coasters, and so the re- so they require you to have you empty can't pockets. Have any coins or anything in your pockets? Nothing. You will go through metal detectors to get on some of these attractions because last thing they want is for you to drop coins out of your pocket at seventy miles an hour. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so um, so you got to use these lockers. They're complimentary for while you're on the ride. But there are some of these attractions where you're like, where am I supposed to go in with my express pass? Mm-hmm. Like, And then you're in the express line. You're like, am I really in the express line? I don't know. Like, It seems like the other line's moving faster. So sometimes there's confusion. You have to ask folks. Like, Don't be afraid to ask cast members like, hey, am yeah. I in the right spot? Sometimes they don't know. But, but usually there's someone close by who does. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the other, the other thing about Islands of Adventure is... And I, this happened to us last time we were there over by Popeye and, and that area, whatever that's called. What are, what's that? I don't know. Called? Toontown or. I don't think it's Toontown. Cartoon Village or. Anyway, that yeah. area, it is not clear which way is going to lead you <laughs> to anywhere. where you want to go. Yeah. We, I mean, we hit the dead end and it was like, okay, I think let's go this way. This seems like this is the logical way that would lead us to over to um, Hulk. Wrong. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it's it's not and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they want it to be where it's not like where it's like a hidden nook or whatever. But anyway, so it's easy to get lost. And I didn't have the app because I da- refused to download it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So let's talk about some of the attractions for a second. Okay. Right. So. um, Like I mentioned. Universal has an abundance of thrill attractions. And I mean, high thrill attractions, right? Huge, huge roller coasters, super fast. Um, Our nine-year-old was in absolute heaven Mm -hmm. because that's the stuff. He's an adrenaline junkie. That's the stuff he lives for, right? Um, And so what did you think of him? Well, I... Which which one was your favorite? What was my favorite ride? Um, I mean, the Velocicoaster, yeah. Definitely. Like there's So the Velocicoaster is, is their newest yeah. roller coaster, right? Yeah. And I'd gone to the park probably five years beforehand. That ride wasn't there. And yeah. so I I'd heard because you and Will had gone earlier in the year. So I it, it you know, sometimes when people overhype it, you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it was really fun. I remember um I I took our oldest to um at Christmas time a few years ago right when it was it was still being built mm-hmm. and it was about to open up probably pretty soon and I remember looking at it and thinking to myself well that's it looks pretty big that's really interesting yeah. but even just looking at it under construction didn't prepare me for the first time I rode it yeah yeah 
So um, the ride typically cruises at about 62, 63, 60, 64 miles an hour, but there is a certain point where actually you hit a boost, yeah. <laughs> almost like a Hot Wheels track, right? Yeah. And you, you go all the way up to 70 miles an hour. This is an intense ride. Uh, full inversions, loops, yeah. corkscrews, you right? You feel like you're going and, go upside down into the water. Well, point. and the thing that's yeah. even crazier about it is there's nothing under your feet. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Your, feet are, your feet are dangling. And I'll just say that was the most awesome, smoothest, coolest and roller coaster. you don't have a shoulder harness. Yeah, right. So yeah. crazy. It, it, it is so cool and so unique. It is worth it. Now, it's not one of the rides under the express pass. And so it's right. got a really, really long line. Yeah. But uh, you want to talk about our experience getting on because it was. Well, we, we got talked so lucky. about if you go back to our trip report, we talked about it then. But basically yeah. we waited because it was broken. It was delayed yeah. just like Hagrid was. Right. But we were sitting over there eating our pretzel and yep. snacks and stuff this and, is after auntie and, annie's debacle and then we were like oh just you know it'd be so cool if it just opened up because we were just sitting right at the entrance and um, a few other people were milling about kind of hoping the same thing and then all of a sudden we saw, saw them testing it and so we were like that's a good sign mm, it's getting close and then we saw them test it a second time and i think that's probably that's when we all started trying to move yeah basically you know nobody was in in the queue yeah they'd kicked everyone out but we all kind of started moving up there and yeah. they had like a they had like a line of cast members, right? It was almost like a like a police barricade exactly. line, right? Exactly. They're like, this is closed. They're like, there it's closed. No... You can't come in. Yeah. But once it started testing and the group started coming, like a guy goes Someone back. Got a call. He gets on yeah. the phone, right? You know, and they're like, what's going on? And they say, okay, here's the deal. We don't know when it's going to open, but right. we're going to let you in the building. Yeah. And of course, I look at everybody. I said, if they're letting us in the building, they're about to let us on the ride. Yeah. Okay. Sure and enough. sure enough, they did. So basically, that was the one ride, the one ride without an express pass that we did. We yeah. basically walked right on. Yeah. Well, and it worked out perfectly. And I just, God smiled on us that day because the weather was amazing. Oh, my God. The day before was rainy. And I just, I mean, that would have. It was the worst weather I've ever had in Orlando. Yeah. And then the next day, it was it was, it was was a little cold. I remember by the end of the night, I wanted hot chocolate. And there was that yeah. fire at that restaurant I was yeah. wanted to sit yeah. by. But like, it just. It couldn't have been better for, you know, I mean, that was our choice to only go one day and pay that much money for one day. But like, it really worked out that we we're able to do all that we could do. All the thrill rides. Y'all even did the Velocicoaster a second time. It was, yeah, at the very end of the like day. It was like eight o'clock and I was, I was done. I was like, I'm tired. That was, that was the end of our third day straight of going to parks. And I was so happy to just go to City Walk, and I felt like I can just go do that. And then all five of you guys ended up being at Velocicoaster and... I mean, now looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably wish I would have gone again, but I just didn't have it in me. So yeah, so riding it at night was really, really cool. I'm sure. Was that the first time? Because last time you did, I never the day. ridden it at night. Now Will had, oh, okay, because um, he went with some of his buddies, but but I that time I only rode it once, and because uh, I basically my last time I did what you did, and I'm like I'm Tapped by out. myself, I'm the chaperone for this group. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go, and I'm gonna. I found a place. I just sat. Yeah, <laughs> I ate some candy. I watched some people, some grumpy people, because they were tired too, right? <laughs> um, anyways, it was it was awesome. So when I talk thrill attractions, for me, that's the one at the top yeah. at Universal. I think it's I think it's number one. Well, and the other, I was going to say the cool thing that the other one, the rocket that goes you know straight up, Rip Ride Rocket, Rip Ride Rocket. That's over in Universal Studios. When we were in Hagrid's, this is only like forty minutes into the line, and you could st- you were still outside yeah. when you're waiting in that queue. And all day that ride had been down. Yeah. It and had so, been it had been delayed 
like from the beginning of park open until like until like noonish. Uh, yeah. After that, even I think right. Well, when we were in Hagrid's line, it was about noon. But yeah, I remember looking over there and our nine year old. It was just like provincial. This, that that was the that was the one ride that he wanted to go. Yeah, on. he more than anything. More than and, anything. Because he just he thought I'm going to be the coolest person going on a ride that goes straight up, you yep. know. You're and and straight up we say straight up like you're in your seat, and you're you're, backwards you're on your back, life. ninety yeah. degrees. Yeah. You're looking straight up to the sky, and then you kind of go over the top, and you don't go down at ninety straight degrees, down, but it's but you're going down at like seventy close. degrees yeah. probably. Like it's 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 pretty intense. Yeah. So anyway, while we were waiting in Hagrid's, we could see them testing Rip Ride Rocket, and so it was like oh. Thank goodness. Like it's probably going to hopefully open. But I think, didn't you say like the day before, like it was down for like a down, whole day? Down the whole day. They had just gone through a period of time where it was down for a couple of weeks for some maintenance and stuff. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I felt happen. so bad for our nine year old because I'm like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And sure enough, it did. And then, and we were lucky. And so we, we pretty much went over there as quickly as we could after that, right? After lunch, it was like, okay, we're going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the line was intense again this is one of those areas where it really where felt like six flags i was like this it was and and there was no organization to who's supposed to be where or how you go and it's a it's one where you've got to go get a locker before you get in line so so this but is the where lockers are like within the line where people are queuing up and, and this is where this is where on the velocicoaster they finally figured out the formula yeah the locker is in the line yeah. right you're going to go through this in whole thing in the building and then when it's almost your turn to go get on that's when you get to get your locker right Rather than I'm going to get my locker, then I'm going to stand in line for two, two hours, hours without a phone, <laughs> without a phone or anything. Right. And you do like that's my gosh, y'all. You think that's hard? It's hard, especially when your children don't they know did, what to do with they themselves. Did, they did all right. We, we managed OK. <laughs> but yeah, no, that. So later in the afternoon, after we had lunch at Leaky Cauldron over in Diagon Alley, we we did Rip Ride Rocket we I like the New York area. That's a fun one. I don't think we didn't do Jimmy Fallon. I still haven't done that one. But I think we did Jimmy Jimmy Fallon was down. Yeah. Yeah. It was under refurbishment or closed something. for something. It was not open. I remember that. We did the mummy ride. Mummy's which Revenge, which is fun. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fun. And then um we did the Fast and Furious, which I thought was... You don't need to do that. Yeah. I was like, this line's so short. Now I'm like, that's why, because everyone else knew that it was... It was still long. Basically, if you want to know, if you go ride Kong, Fast and Furious is the same, but lame. Yeah. (laughs) I'm straight up. Kong was at least exciting. That's that's an attraction. Honestly, I don't... Look, I know they keep keep making Fast and Furious movies. I love them. I think they're great. I don't think that ride's going to last. They're going to have to do something else with it. It it is lame. It's yeah. just straight up lame. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, um, one of our sons, the nine year old, wanted the big giant donut that was over at um, Simpsons. We get there. There's no donut, which Dad rescues the day and finds one later. While I'm at Minions with him. The others had gone off and done some roller coasters. And so it, it was nice. It is, I think it's important to kind of have the group go into smaller groups and then reconvene. I think it's helpful. But but yeah, after the Minions ride, I was done. I, I So I went over to Voodoo Donuts and waited an hour for a donut that was okay. So again, <laughs> don't 
don't make the mistake of thinking that leaving the park, you'll find a shorter line for food outside of the yeah, park and the false. city walk. Totally you, false. It, in fact, you may you will probably find longer lines. Yeah. Um, they do not move fast out. I there think at there's all. part of your brain that's like, oh, it's it's Panda Express. Like I've been to that before at the mall. It doesn't take that long. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Apparently it does. Yeah. Apparently it does. The <laughs> folks working in the mall are geniuses. <laughs> I just, there's a lot less people at the mall. Um, let's talk about Harry Potter. That's the question people always want to, they say, oh, I'm going to Universal. I want to see Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? You do. So, so there's actually two Harry Potter worlds there at yeah. Universal, one in each park. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Diagon Alley, which is like London. So I would say if you really want to do the train experience once, I think going from Diagon Alley to, Hogsmeade is is the way to go because yeah. you get to go through the mirror, the nine and three quarters, yeah. you know, whatever passageway. That's I think that's kind of a neat experience. And the it train is. station feels like London, even though I haven't been to London. Now, that line pictures. is always longer. Just FYI, going from Universal to Islands of Express on the Hogwarts Express. Adventure. Islands of Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Express. Not so Express. Um, that's uh, that's all. It's it will take you longer. Yeah. Right. You'll wait in line longer, even with an express pass. But yeah. I would agree. I think that's the funner way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And there's um, I mean, the food there is, I thought, just OK, you know, but then there is the butter beer. There's a few different ways to get it. We just got the liquidish, liquidy, not the frozen one. And I at first I was like, I don't because I don't really do soda and stuff. It's just not really my thing. And I was later I was like, yeah, I probably could have had one of those all by myself. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Diagon Alley, right? If you're familiar with Harry Potter, this is the place where the wizards go through. And this is, is you're in a secret world, yeah. right? That the muggles can't see, right? They mm-hmm. This is where they have their shops and everything. This is where the Gringotts Bank is located. Which we had an interesting experience with that, right? So Gringotts... Um, is is an attraction and it's actually located in Diagon Alley. It's a, it is a thrill roller coaster and so well themed back there. That bank is amazing. That whole area, I'm just telling you, you walk in Diagon Alley and you're just like, "Wow, I'm like in the movie." Yeah. Like this was it was so so cool how yeah. they do it. And even the shops make a lot of sense, right? Um you can picture yourself like next time you watch one of the movies like, "Oh, I've been there." Yeah. Right? You literally feel like yeah. that because they've done it so well. Um, there's some places to eat, obviously. There's an ice cream parlor that I've never bothered to wait in line Everyone for. Everyone says it's amazing. They say it's amazing. Yeah. To me, it looks like ordinary ice cream with a long line, but that's just me. No, they have pretty exotic flavors. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but they also have this place to eat called the Leaky Cauldron. And and I will tell you this much. This is, this is a little something that's interesting, right? Uh, Disney has gotten pretty good at mobile ordering. Um, and managing your expectations with mobile orders, right? All the way down to you're going to pick your time based on available times for when your order can even be done, right? Well, I get on the mobile order queue for the Leaky Cauldron. While we're still over. We order all of our food. Over in Hogsmeade, yeah. We get to the Leaky Cauldron, and now we got to wait in line. And I'm like, what do you mean I got to wait in line? And I, to tell you the truth, actually, I start to worry a little bit because I'm like, well, I put my order in like 10 minutes ago, like while we were waiting to get on the train. And now I'm waiting in line and then we're waiting in line and we're there 20 minutes. Now we're there 25 minutes just to get inside to eat. Yeah, it was And I'm miserable. like, is my food going to be cold? Like, is it sitting somewhere? Turns out they actually don't do anything with your mobile order until you get there and wait in this line and they seat you at a table and then you go through a bunch of stuff. 
This you is wait, my- we waited forever at the table for. Food and then to show you up. and then you wait at the table and then you're like, wow, when when is it going to finally come out? I will tell you that was not a great experience for me. That whole stretch but, was rough. But yeah. at the Leaky Cauldron, that's the only way you can actually eat. There is no walk up ordering like they require everyone basically to mobile order. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it it's really interesting. We're going through a period of time right now, a little transition for a lot of these theme parks where they're trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. I'm just going to tell you, this is where Disney is light years ahead of the game because they've been doing it already for long enough yeah. that they kind of know how to make this work. And I think that um, and and look, one of the reasons I went to the Leaky Cauldron was because when I was there in February, when it was the busiest I'd ever seen the place, there was nobody there. Yeah. So I walked in, I ordered my food, I sat down, I was by myself, I was kind of like, oh, this is great. I I did not expect there to be as many people waiting in yeah. line to eat there as there were at the time. Yeah, I, I think that I've learned that lesson more than once is when I try to recreate an experience, it's just, it just doesn't work, yeah. right? For whatever reason that you had this amazing experience the, the one time. It's just so I don't know. I just I try to make things unique, even though sometimes it's helpful to have things that are reliable, you know, or it seems reliable because you've had yeah, experience yeah, yeah. with it. It's, I, I'd agree. It's, yeah. You now, I think the food uh, I think the food for what it is is actually pretty good there. OK, I'm just going to tell you this. Just the, my opinion of Leaky Cauldron. I got the fish and chips. Um, is it going to blow your socks off? No, it yeah. is not. Right. And, uh, and in fact, you may even be disappointed when it first comes out because it's not much to look at, but yeah. it tastes delicious. I yeah. thought, I um, wish I would have gotten what you got. I think I got the shepherd's pie. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I've only ever gotten the fish and chips. So when I say the food tastes good, that's all I can really talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got the, uh, sticky toffee, which pudding. you probably could have got fish and chips, other places. Like we probably could have got it back at Hogsmeade or probably, probably. So I I know. And in fact, they do serve fish and chips back in um, Hogsmeade at the same three broomsticks, I think is the name of the restaurant there. We've eaten there before. Similar, similar sort of situation and theme. Um, But anyways, that's Diagon Alley. and, And it's just so cool. You've got to experience. One of the cool things about Diagon Alley is on the bank at Gringotts, there's a dragon. Yeah. Yep. And that dragon blows fire every ten blow minutes. Some, blow some fire out every ten minutes, it's and you either hear every him ten rumble. or fifteen. It's yeah. something, right? But you know, it's kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Well, let's finish up with Green Goods, our experience over there. Do you remember that ride? Yeah. So the the <laughs> Green Goods experience, hanging. you're supposed to be escaping from the bank, right? Right, and yeah. it kind of goes with. Uh, with the movies, yeah. right? There's a part in the movies where they're kind of get through the bank yeah. and everything. Yeah. So we're on the ride. It's what, five or six people deep. Like, so you're yeah. in the, it's, 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 you're in rows and stuff. And anyway, but we, it was glitchy. Like they kept having electrical issues throughout the ride. And then it really got glitchy when we were, we were face downward. Probably about a 45, 45 degree, degree angle. angle. And then it just it stops just stops and it goes dark. And we're kind of just hanging there. And then everything kind of shuts down. And you're like, uh, what's going on? Yeah. No. And it was one I'm of in those, a cave and there's a dragon over there like, what's going on, yeah, guys? It, it made it more suspenseful. And then it was just kind of like, and then you kind of get this, you know, you hate to ruin an experience, but you're like, they got to do something for us. Like we, and some of those people had waited in the full line. We were just the express line for it. But, you know, you're, it, it ruins the experience. And then it, it still kept glitching throughout the ride. And they, yeah. they offered to let us get back in line. and, and, and Yeah, you know, right at the front. They were going to let you just basically go right go to the again. front and be like, you could go again. But but we were just kind of like, meh, meh. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Moving on. 
but but it, I, but I it would, is fun. I've yeah. been on it when it didn't glitch, yeah. and it's it's fun. It is a 3D ride. You should know you'll have 3D glasses for it. Yeah. Um, but it's also a it's a 3D roller coaster kind of ride, right? So you'll there's some there's some high speed and there's some drops and stuff. But it's pretty it's fun. Yeah. So that that covers the Universal side. The other side of Harry Potter is at Islands of Adventure, and that's Hogsmeade. And if you ever wanted to know what it's like to be in the village, like that's it. At like you walk in and time. you're just like, oh my gosh, it like feels like winter. I'm here. Yeah. And then and you see the Hogwarts itself. The castle is there in the distance and it's all there together. Again, the theming is great. I, I do want to mention there's two candy shops, one in, Ho- in Diagon Alley and one at Hogsmeade, right? Yeah. The one in Hogsmeade is superior to Diagon Alley. Yes, definitely. <laughs> just know that. And, 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 and that is um, Honeydukes in Hogsmeade, right? And so, um, but they're, they're, they're kind of tight and it makes sense because again, the theming is kind of these English towns and the shops. And so it's kind of tight, but they don't have Walmarts there. No, no (laughs) Walmart, but, uh, but Hogsmeade really in terms of the attractions, that's where it's at. You got the castle, you've got, you've got Hagrid's, there is a, 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 Oh, ride for Oleand- younger children. Oleand- not Oleand- You've got Ollivander's wand shop. I'm like Ollivander's, that's a plant. Yeah, <laughs> Ollivander's, which is a wand shop, and it's got an experience. There's a wand shop over in Diagon Alley too. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, but it's just a lot of fun. It's just so worth it. If you like Harry Potter, you will love being able to experience. And of course, that's true for most people because it's definitely the busiest part of the park. Yeah, it is. But I. You know, if people ask me about it, I'm like, yes, it's definitely worth the time. And I would go to both parts. You know, it, it's it's a little frustrating that they, you know, you feel like you have to pay extra money for it. But I feel like it's worth it, especially if you've gotten all the way there. So now what's going to be interesting is just teasing it. Universal's building a third thrill theme park there in Orlando, right? Yeah. Um, coming soon. And it'll be really interesting to see. It's obviously not going to be right next to the other two. Um, it's on the other side of the freeway, if I'm not mistaken, and that's because of space. Okay. But uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how you get to go back and forth between the two, because obviously they're going to have to figure out a way to do that. They'll start selling, yeah. you know, four theme park tickets, right? Because right now you can buy a single park, you can buy a two park, you can buy a three park, yeah. which includes Volcano Bay. Yeah. And then you'll be able to buy a four park, and it'll be interesting to see how how that works. But I also wonder how that's going to impact the crowd levels at, at these Disney parks, World. right? Uh, Well, and at Disney World too, right? It'll be interesting to see what that does to it, but coming soon. Well, cool. Well, we would definitely recommend going to Universal Studios. Yep. We would definitely recommend bringing your own food. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if you can do that. (laughs) I'm sure you can. I I don't think I don't know. That security is pretty intense. I don't know. I've never tried it, so I I don't even know. I've never looked it up. I had protein bars and stuff in my purse. They didn't take them out, but... Anyway, yeah, just um, try not to do the, you know, no one likes that in life. No one likes to be compared to anything. Try not to be like, well, at Disney, was, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, our yeah. nine-year-old with the pretzel. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make for You'll a set yourself experience. up for disappointment that way. Yeah, just let just let these places be what they are. Um, and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Right? Be- because it is awesome. Yeah. I mean, Universal is awesome. But Disney World's better, so. Yeah. I'm not even taking my own advice. <laughs> but it is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, let us know what you think about uh, Universal Studios and uh, your experiences, and we'd love to hear that. Bye. Bye. Bye.